Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Guys of the Round Table. I'm your boy Vladimir Jean-Philippe. And yeah, today we shall be talking about relationships. Particularly my relationship, but mostly relationships in general. I'm going to use my relationship to give some insight to you guys and hopefully help you single folks out there and those who are in relationships find a better balance in your relationship because Let's be honest, there's a lot of information out there that is just plain old wrong, that is pandering and salacious at best, right? Because they want that clickbait, they want you to click on their article, and then they give you some retarded um, advice into how to make your relationship spicy, better, or whatever. But I like to give a realistic approach to relationships because relationships are nothing like the movies at all, (laughs) okay? In the movies, there's like a problem, there's a solution to that problem and then everybody lives happily ever after real life that does not happen if there's a problem somebody's unhappy the other person has to fix that problem or the person who's unhappy is going to either stay and or leave so it's one of those delicate balances that we have to like realistically look at it and you know the movies kind of make it seem like there's a problem there's a solution and everybody's great right but it doesn't happen that way change does not happen that fast As human beings, we are very reluctant to change when we don't want to. We can change, and some folks do change quickly. But for the most part, if we do not want to change, we're not changing, all right? Change comes with resistance. So today I would like to give some practical advice into relationships, give you some personal insights into how they work and function, and how I'm growing still every day in my own relationship with my girlfriend. Last week, Saturday... Sunday morning, technically speaking, I was driving home and I happened to stumble upon this YouTube channel called The Roommates. And the host of that show, his name is Hafiz Baku. And I'm hoping I'm saying his name right. But the brother was actually on point with a lot of his talking points on that YouTube channel. He has a little mini series. And one of the episodes that I caught that caught my attention was called uh, titled why she doesn't want you okay and excuse me in this episode hafiz talks about being with a girl that does not want to be with you okay and i believe there's a quote he uh used in that episode where he's pretty much stated never marry a woman who didn't say i do i'm gonna repeat that quote one more time because i wanted to drive home a little bit in this episode hafiz baku said Never marry a woman who didn't say, I do. And so he goes on to explain his logic behind why he's made that quote. And that quote is pretty much the premise of the entire episode. Essentially, what Hafiz is getting at is, you never want to get into a relationship where the woman does not choose you. Okay. Essentially, he's saying that if she did not choose you, you shouldn't be in that relationship because it's going to end up bad for the both of you. You're going to end up changing who you are as a human being to kind of suffice her needs. And it's just, you know, you're going to placate to her needs and then you're going to forget about who you are as an individual. 
and then you're just gonna the relationship just gonna fail, right? For the most part, and ninety percent of the time, I one hundred percent agree with this guy. Okay, because you don't want to get into a relationship where the other person does not want you, whether you're male or female. If one of you in this relationship does not want the other, that relationship is not gonna work. But where in the episode I do disagree with Hafiz is um, a little along half, I think about halfway through the episode. It's only a 10 minute long episode. I implore you to go look it up on YouTube, The Roommates, and uh, the episode title is uh, She Doesn't Want You. So you can just find it on YouTube. It's a 10 minute video. And about halfway through the video, he talks about he wants to be a woman's number one draft pick. And I get the logic behind it. I, I do. I, I totally get the logic behind it. You want to be the woman's number one choice, right? But as I think about it, it's like on my drive home, I was like, yo, he's kind of right. You know what I mean? It, it, he, he has a point right there. You do want to be the woman's first choice and only choice, right? But then I thought about it on that drive. And then I got to the house. And then I realized that's not necessarily true. Because if we're going to talk about relationships in football terms... Being the first draft pick or the first round draft pick doesn't always pan out the way people think it does. Okay, we have a lot. History of football shows a lot, <laughs> a lot of first round busts. Uh, mainly, the most famous one is Ryan Leaf of the San Diego Chargers. Okay, he didn't work out too good. Then there's Jamarcus Russell of the Oakland Raiders. He didn't work out too well. And why they didn't work out is not because they were not NFL caliber quarterbacks in this case is because their talents did not fit the system and so keep it in the terms of football for relationship you and your partner have to fit so it doesn't matter if you're a first round pick a second round pick third round fourth fifth seventh or the last person picked in the nfl draft uh they i think they called them uh, that person mr irrelevant it doesn't matter where in the draft you get picked if you do not fit that person's scheme, you're going to struggle. Very, very popular uh, case I can give you right now, right off the top of my head about uh, importance of scheme and fit is RG3, Robert Griffin III. When he was at Baylor and he was running that RPO offense, that's that read option offense, right? It's you read the offense, you run the ball or throw the ball, depending on what you see the defense do. At Baylor, he was beautiful, okay? He was very electric. He was accurate, and he did everything he needed to do to succeed at Baylor. And Baylor gave him everything he needed to succeed as well. Perfect fit at Baylor. Then comes the NFL draft. He gets picked, I believe, number one or number two overall. I can't remember off the top of my head, but he gets drafted pretty high. First round pick to the Washington Redskins, or now known as the Washington football team. <laughs> it's weird to say that. But anyways, he gets drafted to the Washington football team. Great athlete, huge athlete, great talent, great arm talent, very high football IQ. Washington's football team is not an RPO offense, a run-pass option offense, okay? It's more of a traditional drop back, three steps, get rid of the ball. It's kind of like your traditional West Coast offense to the bare minimum, right? And RG3 struggled in that offense for the first two years of his uh, NFL season. He had an electric rookie year. And then the second year, he struggled because he has a natural inclination to do certain things when a defense is breaking down on him to want to run and do all this other stuff where Washington didn't give him that ability to do so. Okay, So for him, he did not fit in the Washington scheme 
as well as he could. His rookie year, he was phenomenal because they took a lot of the things they did at Baylor and they implemented it in Washington. And then Washington being Washington had the coaching change and everything like that. And they brought a new head coach and everything like that. And then everything went to crap, <laughs> essentially, for RG3 in the second year. Okay? New coach brought in some weird-ass system and West Coast, whatever. Three steps, get rid of the ball kind of thing. Didn't work for RG3. So he got slaughtered his second year. Third year, it was worse. Fourth year, it got worse. And then finally, he got cut. So right then and there is a perfect example. RG3. First round pick. Washington invested a lot of capital in this guy. He was the face of the franchise early on. And in his rookie year, he proved to be on that, traje- on that trajectory to be the best quarterback in Washington right, uh, Washington football team's history, right? Then a new coach came in, and everything went to hell. RG3 not even mentioned in top quarterback plays in Washington football history. So that tells me right there, being a first round pick, does not necessarily equate to success. Bringing it back to the relationship, being a woman's first round pick does not necessarily equate to you having a successful relationship. I see where Hafiz is coming from though. I really do. Because you want the woman to put that in that resource into you. You want her to put the time into you, the time to figure who you are as a person. Are you this person that she wants to marry eventually, right? I get that. I I, I truly and totally get that. But at the same time, are you willing to put that same effort into her? Because let's be honest, relationships, everybody says it's 50-50, it's 100-100. I have to put 100% and then my girlfriend has to put 100% and then we meet together. If I'm putting 50 and she's putting 100 and we only meet halfway, well, I'm in the wrong because I'm only putting half my effort in and she's putting a full effort. You know what I mean? So just because I'm a first round pick of hers doesn't mean it's going to be a perfect fit. I have to be willing to be that fit for her and her vice versa. She has to be uh, willing to be a perfect fit for me. I like to equate this because I had a conversation with a good friend of mine, Nick, before he went off to India on a missionary trip where we got into the subject of relationships. And at this point, this is way before Crystal. And this was in like my, I guess the peak of my He-Man woman hating days, <laughs> right? Where I was just not dating anybody. I mean, I wasn't dating anybody. I wasn't even sexually active, to be honest with you. I was just kind of like, I was off-putted by a woman. But anyways, I thought about relationships and who I am as a person. I've reflected as who I am as an individual. But I gave Nick this perfect example of like how a relationship should work. To me, a relationship should fit like gears on a clock. When the gear fits everything runs smoothly. So if I have this, if I'm turning in one direction and I put a cog in and it continues to move the clock forward, great, perfect fit. Let's say I'm a counterclockwise person. I go backwards, right? And I get with the chick and she's a clockwise person. Our gears spin in different directions. And when we get together, it's not going to fit, right? Unless I'm willing to put in the work to find another cog that kind of makes it work, it's not going to work. Okay, so if I want to be in a successful relationship, I need my partner to go in the same direction that I'm going. in. If I'm going counterclockwise, I need her to go counterclockwise. If I'm going clockwise, she needs to be clockwise and vice versa. So this is how I look at relationships. It's like you have to be a perfect fit for each other. Now, how do you determine if you're a perfect fit or not? Well, one big thing is you'll find is that you're willing to compromise to make the other person happy. You find yourself self-sacrificing 
small little things to make the other person happier. And that's how you make it fit. So it doesn't matter if you're a first round pick, third, second, whatever, right? Because if we're going back to football terms, right? Tom Brady was a sixth round draft pick. Sixth round. Okay, I think pick 199 or something like that. 199th pick in the NFL draft. And Tom Brady is going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Why? Because he was the perfect fit for the New England offense. Okay? So it didn't matter if you found this Tom Brady in the first round or whatever. They found him in the sixth round. He was willing to put in the work to be the greatest football player ever. So that man put in the work and he went on to become the greatest, arguably one of the greatest football players to ever strap on a helmet. So it really does take work on both ends to kind of make this work. People have this idea that if I give forth my effort and if I chase this person, this person is going to like me. Not necessarily. So you have to both put in the work to make it work. I'm finding myself compromising a lot to try to make my girlfriend happy. Sometimes I revert back to my old self, but that's just me. I have to figure out how to find that happy balance to continue to make the relationship work on both ends. Because I know how I am and I know how she is. And I am very cognizant of how um, her feelings are being taken into effect. I'm neglecting her. I understand I am neglecting her and I try my dandy. So it's not one of those things where it's just like I'm being selfish all the time. Because if I'm selfish all the time and she's noticing this pattern of me being selfish, we have problems. So, fellas, it's not about her being or being her number one draft pick. It, It does not. You have to be willing to put in that work to one, pursue her, and to keep her. And two, she has to be willing to be caught and be willing to keep you as well. So it's a it's a delicate balance. It's a, it's a little dance that you both got to do to make the relationship work. Because it doesn't matter if you're the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, or last pick. As long as you're her last pick and her only pick. Well, not her only. As long as you're the last pick, then you're good to go. Because it's like it leads into this incels thing. Because I'm starting to understand these uh, incels and soy boys and MGTOW guys a little bit. Because to me, what I'm understanding of these guys and what they all have in common is that they've all been jaded. They've all been in relationships where they feel like they put in maximum effort in their relationship. And then all of a sudden, well, according to them, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they got divorced or they got dumped. Okay. And I'm going to let you in on another secret, okay? There's no such thing as out of nowhere I got dumped or I got divorced by my significant other on both ends, male or female. There's a pattern of behavior that went on unnoticed by the perpetrator that led to the divorce and the breakup. So there's a pattern of behavior that went on noticed, usually by the perpetrator doing the pattern of behaviors that went unnoticed. And then the other person pretty much got fed up and then it was the last straw and then they kind of felt like it was better to move on because they felt like you as the individual is not going to change. So breakups and divorces don't just come out of nowhere. There's a pattern of behavior that comes into it. Trust me, I know. I've been into the receiving end of those breakups where I haven't been doing my part to make this person happy or satisfy their needs because I was selfish. And I'll be honest with you, I was hella selfish early in my relationship days. So you have to look yourself in the mirror as a man and as a woman 
and realize what the hell are you doing right and wrong in this relationship and how are you going to rectify it to make it better because like i was saying things don't just happen out of the blue in a relationship there's a pattern there's a history of patterns that happen and the other person is documenting these histories of patterns and then eventually it comes too much to bear and that person is like you know what screw it i'm out and that's usually what happens so you have to take personal responsibility in a relationship if it goes wrong and i'm sorry to sound preachy but it's true we have to look at each other and be like, okay, what did I do in this relationship that was wrong? You have to be a big person. You have to pull on your big boy pants now, pull up your britches, and look in that mirror and be like, okay, what the hell did I do to mess this up? Because, like I'm saying, breakups and divorces don't just come out of the blue. Or cheating scandals, for that matter. What leads a person to cheat is a lot of things that happen in is that history of behavior as well. Okay, Because the first thing a person will do in a relationship is cheat. If they feel like any way in any form that they're not being satisfied or their needs not being met, they'll go elsewhere to find it first. And then once they find it elsewhere, then that whole breakup and divorce thing comes into. Because usually breakups and divorce, there's usually a third person. <laughs> there's usually a third person involved when that comes out of nowhere, quote unquote. Okay? People don't just cheat just to cheat. There's always a reason behind the cheating. Okay? Even if they say there is no reason, there's always a reason. Okay? Because they just don't want to share it with you. So... It's up to you to play detective and figure out why. And if the other person wants to divulge that information, kudos to them. If not, move on with life. Take your lumps, take your L, and just move on. It's not that big a deal. You will survive. <laughs> Which leads me to another point. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to be able to deal and, well, we have to learn how to deal with heartbreak. I repeat that again. We have to learn how to deal with heartbreak because a lot of the times... Like I said, I'm seeing all of these feminists, these incels and MGTOW guys and all these independent quote unquote women, all of them got one thing in common. They've been jaded in their past relationships. Some way, some form, they got jaded. And then they turn and therefore they internalize that 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 hurt into hatred. They don't think about the uh, consequences of their actions. They feel like they were perfect in the relationship. And there was no reason for the other person to break up with them. When in reality, you was, you know, doing some things in a relationship that you was not supposed to be doing. Or you slighted the other person with no regards for their feelings whatsoever. And then therefore, there's your, you know, heartbreak as a consequence, right? So we have to learn how to deal with heartbreaks. Because in the heartbreak is where you learn a lot about yourself. You learn who you are. You learn what you want in a relationship, what you don't want in a relationship, and therefore you take that knowledge and you go on to the next relationship. And hopefully, and I say that strongly, hopefully <laughs> you become a better person for it. If not, then you're just going to be perpetrating the same behaviors from the last relationships and then you're going to end up in the same BS position and then you're going to have your heartbreaks again. So you got to take some personal responsibility. You got to find out. Why are you keep getting your heart broken? Are you picking the same shitty dudes? Are you picking the same crappy girls? Are you picking the loose women? The ones that are not ready to settle down, but then you're forcing them to settle down. Okay? Because there's that, that weird Captain Mouse game that you got to play. If the other person does not want to settle down, there's nothing in the world that's going to make them settle down. Just because you want to have a family, you want to set, uh, settle down and you know be done with all the dating and whatnot, doesn't mean your partner does as well. So you have to figure that out. You have to figure that out. And you have to figure out day one or week one, 
or however long you date for. <laughs> okay, by the third or fourth date, you got to figure that shit out. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you have to figure out what it is that you want in a relationship, and then you have to consistently portray that throughout your relationship. Relationships is not that hard, bro. It's not. You have to figure it out. It's very simple. It's minor compromises. The only reason why relationships are so difficult is because we as individuals and as humans are by nature selfish. We want things on our terms and our terms only. Damn be the other person. So when you start thinking about the other person as yourself, your relationship is going to be strong. But if you're continuously thinking about yourself in the relationship, you're going to run into some obstacles. And until you can fix yourself and then fix your issues, you sh- I-, I say you shouldn't be in a relationship, but that's not for me to judge, okay? If you want to be in a relationship, be in one. But you have to understand you have issues that you have to work through. Because I'm, I'm always witnessing people get into the same patterns of behavior and the same pattern of women. And it's just like, bruh, what are you doing? You're picking the same girls. It's like, here's a girl that's like looking out for you, wants to be with you. You're saying you want to settle down, but your actions is saying that otherwise. And you're going for the younger girls that are more likely to want to have fun and party and go experiment. If you want to settle down, go find yourself a girl that's ready to settle down. (laughs) It is that simple. (laughs) Females, if you want to settle down, go find you a dude that wants to settle down. It's not that hard. Keep finding yourself in these cycles. It's your fault. You're finding these guys that's not ready to settle down. You're finding the players because you keep looking for players. Don't just say, uh, oh, he said he wanted to settle down. No, 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 no. Nay, nay. (laughs) You have to figure out if this person legitimately wants to settle down. How? Well, you do things like you ask them to hang out all the time. Okay? If there's always an excuse, that's not for you. Move on. Belongs to the streets. Send him home or her home. If you're trying to, you know, find activities for the both of you to do, like go on constant dates, and then the other person's kind of, you know, saying, yeah, 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 I'll do it. And then when it's time to do it, they skedaddle on you. That person belongs to the streets. Let them go. (laughs) Like, you control your relationship status. You really do. If you want to be in a relationship, find somebody that wants to be in a relationship. If you want to be in a relationship and you're finding that the other person does not want to be in a relationship, then you are failing you in filtering out those people that don't want to be in a relationship. That's your fault. You've let yourself down. So... That's that portion of, that's my little spiel for you guys. I don't want to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got more for you, but I don't want to give it away all too much in this episode. So essentially, you have to put in the work on yourself if you want to be in a relationship. And that's truth. If you want to be in a committed relationship, you have to put the work in on yourself. I learned this lesson the hard way. I didn't know if I, like when I first met my girlfriend, I didn't know if I wanted to be in a relationship. And then all of a sudden, I find myself hanging around her more and more. And then I find out she's actually a cool person. And I started finding myself falling in love with her. And then here we are today. And then today, I can honestly stand here and tell you that she's the one I'm going to marry. Easy. No hesitations. And I want to share that with you guys. Because you too can find this. You have to figure out your issues. Solve your issues. And I guarantee you, you'll find that one person who's willing to be there with you as well, okay? You'll find that ride or die as long as you take care of your house first, meaning take care of your issues. If you have mental issues, take care of that. Put it under control. Take medication. Do what you got to do. If you 
don't have your shit together, get your shit together. <laughs> All right. I'm telling you, once you start taking care of yourself, you'll find out that the person you want to be with is just naturally going to fit in your life. You don't have to go searching for it. It will naturally fit into your life. You don't have to go like on a safari hunt or anything like that. Trust me, you'll find it. If you look hard enough, you'll find it, but it has to fit beautifully, seamlessly. So with that being said, I'm going to bring this episode to a close. I implore you guys to go listen to that 10 minute video. It's uh, the roommate, the host is Hafiz Baku. And he gives some really good insight into um, relationships and everything like that. I, I agree with a lot of the things he was saying in that video. Like I said, the only thing I didn't agree with was that he has to be the woman's first round draft pick. And that kind of like irked me a little bit because let's be honest, you know, like we're not everybody's first choice. <laughs> All right. So as long as you're willing to put in the work and you put, you're willing to put in the effort to make the relationship blossom and grow, it doesn't matter where you, where you get drafted, okay? As long as you're the last person she chooses or the last person he chooses, that's how the relationship is going to work, okay? So thank you guys for listening. My name is Vladimir Jean-Philippe, and this is Guys at the Roundtable, and I'll catch you guys on the next one. And remember, Vlad loves y'all. Peace.